yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Chris to Chris podcast, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world. Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey. Love your enthusiasm, Mike. You guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. The World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Upandloaded.com brings them all together like one great big so-so happy family. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single Friday. We got a new episode every single Friday. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, etc., etc., etc. Anywhere you go, we'll be there, including Upandloaded.com. We have new episodes that you can download straight to your phone, straight to your computer, straight to your tablet, straight to your mama. We're all there. We're all there. Uh, we got a great show for y'all today. Today, uh, we are sitting down with a very special guest to talk about funnier shows, Baby Hitler, video game politics. We're also talking uh, about uh, Bad Neighbors, Hunger Games for Rich People, Bottled Air, Chainsaw Thieves, and a whole lot more. It's going to be a fun show. But uh, first, let me set this up a little bit. Uh, since the inception of this show, Chris to Chris, it, it, it's... There's been grand visions to do a lot with it, including interviews. And in the future, I want to interview people uh, that are, are in faraway lands, from other states, other, other continents, maybe even one day other planets if uh, Elon Musk gets his ish together. But in the meantime, we're going local. interviewing. Uh, we have an exclusive interview with my wife, Brittany, which uh, I, I'm going to break apart throughout the show, starting, though, right now. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, check in on that interview I did with Brittany. Okay, Brittany, thank you for uh, joining us for our first interview on this show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, let's just get started with it. Uh, first question I have for you is, what do you think of The Daily Show with Trevor Noah? I love The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty well thought out answer. <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched any recent episodes. Did you like it better when uh, Jon Stewart hosted the show? You know, I don't know if I liked it better. I appreciated Jon Stewart. I thought he did an amazing job. And I don't really compare the two, but I really enjoyed Trevor Noah. Um, I think he's funny and has his own sense of humor and brings it out when he's hosting. So. Cool. Uh, would you say that The Daily Show is... Funnier than Chris to Chris. Uh, kind of like I said earlier, I wouldn't compare the two. Mm -hmm. I think Chris to Chris has its own flavor, and the Daily Show has its own flavor. But because I'm biased, my husband's always the best, and since you're hosting, can we start it over? No. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed that you've been talking a lot about the Daily Show. And this is the Chris to Chris show, so I just think that's interesting. I mean, you it's were asking me questions know. about the Daily Show. All right, well, we got to move on. Uh, we'll get back to Brittany shortly. Okay, that was fun. In the meantime, we are going to move on to our tip of the week. Mike, have you ever lived in an apartment complex? Look, you're a millennial in California, so of course you have. I live in an apartment, and it's not because... Owning a home is too expensive. I live in an apartment because I like donating most of my paycheck towards something that I can never own or sell. And there's lots of perks to living in an apartment, such as 
uh, the sounds of car alarms, tow trucks, fire alarm testing, yearly rent increases. It's a beautiful system if you own land. But the best part about living in an apartment complex is definitely your neighbors. You know, living in a house might seem nice at first because you have space between you and your neighbors and privacy and happiness. But if you really think about it, it's actually quite sad because you've isolated yourself from the entire world. You said, hey, this is my space. This is your space. We don't have to bother each other. There's no community to it. When you live in an apartment, you get to live closer to your neighbors than you ever would in a stupid house. You get to hear things like, you know, drunk ex-boyfriends pounding, just pounding on the door across from you for 10 minutes straight, just pounding as hard as they can, not getting the point that nobody's opening the door. You get to hear that. You get to hear the sound, the beautiful sound of barking dogs. You get to hear uh, talented up-and-coming musicians, especially drummers. You know, when I lived in Vegas, for a time, I lived above a drummer. And I just wanted to commit all kinds of crimes to uh, show my gratitude for his free, his free music rehearsals. You also get to hear uh, kids running up and down the staircase that's right next to your bedroom wall. And a huge shout out to my apartment complex for not uh, letting us know ahead of time that the bedroom wall is right next to a staircase that people just loudly stomp up and down, literally stomp up and down this thing at all hours of the night. So huge shout out to them. But the best thing of all, the best thing of all about living in an apartment complex is that you get to listen to your neighbors blast music as loudly as possible from the pool. Now I know what you're thinking. Wow, Big Baller lives in an apartment with a pool. I know, I know. I don't like to brag too much on this show, but yeah, I live in an apartment with a pool. Actually, there's two pools, but we live pretty close to one of them right? And I think that they charge more money if you want to live by the pool, but they absolutely should not be charging you more money to live by the pool. Almost every single day, people are going to this pool and starting some kind of music, right? They're they're cranking the bass all the way up to the shattered window setting, which is one notch past 11. And it's great if you're trying to do things like sleep, or write, or think, or fight off a migraine, or, you know, just get shit done. So this week's tip is for my neighbors to shut the fuck up. I like music, and I like playing it loud. That could be fun, that could be cool. But you know what? You live with other people, and your taste in music sucks, and so do you. And it's not your fault that you suck. You just do. But you live with other people. And just because you were born awful doesn't mean that you have to die that way. And if someone snaps, you might just die. That's not a threat coming from me. You know, if you die in the immediate future, I didn't do it. But I'm just saying, somebody might. Alright, so shout out to my neighbors, your neighbors, everyone's awful neighbors. And just do us a favor and shut the fuck up. Also, big shout out to the punk asses running the leasing office that's literally right next to the pool that has all this music blasting. You guys don't have the balls to kick a speaker into the pool full of children. Even if these fools are driving business right out the window, you know, they come into the leasing office and all they hear is uh, bad music, you know? 
Anyway, we gotta move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. An anonymous millionaire has approached the luxury website Hush Hush to set up a real-life battle royale on a private island. The founder of HushHush.com, Aaron Harpin, said that this rich guy funding this is a big fan of battle royale games and he wants to make the game into a reality. He said, if the championship is a success this year, it's something that he wants to make an annual event moving forward. So we're going to do this every single year if it pops off, right? And so you guys know Battle Royale, right? Fortnite, Hunger Games, Apex Legends, that sort of thing. It's a game of last man standing. And this guy wants to have 100 people duke it out for real on a private island. The winner would receive 100,000 pounds. And I looked it up. That is over 130,000 freedom dollars. So, you know, not too bad. Nice chunk of change. And it sounds kind of cool. But I have a few problems with this idea. First of all, it sounds like a contest by rich people for rich people. You know, there's FUBU. That's for us, by us. And this is, uh, uh, what is that? By rich burfer. It doesn't really roll off the tongue like FUBU. But you get the idea. By rich people for rich people. And uh, I looked up the website that's running this event, hushhush.com. They sell things like jewelry that can cost, you know, a, a, a humble $200,000 to a, a less humble uh, $4.5 million just for, you know, some rings, necklaces, that sort of thing. They also sell a vacuum cleaner that's adorned in crystals and pearls for about seventeen grand. You know, as if the owner of this vacuum cleaner would ever turn on the vacuum themselves. You think they clean their own home? No, they just want to show off to their service, to their help that, they, that comes in every, every week. They say, hey, look, look at this vacuum cleaner. It's worth more than I pay you in a year. That's what they say. They also sell uh, uh, nice uh, humble modes of transportation like yachts and helicopters. Who among us hasn't bought a, a helicopter off of a website? Uh, best of all, they sell this product. I was looking on their website. And they sell this product called Million Air. That's the word million dash air, A-I-R. It's bottled air from the Canadian Rockies. And it has a little, like, uh, tube. So it, it's, it's, a, it's, a bottle, it's a metal bottle of air, com compressed air, with a tube and a, a, a mouth mask that you can just breathe the air in directly. And you can get this for the low, low price of $210,000 for about 100 liters of air. Wow, what a deal. What a deal. What a deal. Wow. I think that's just great. I think that's great. I can't believe more of us are not importing air for some, some nice fresh breaths. Now, call me crazy, but I don't think that this company is targeting the middle and lower classes for their, for their uh, contest. And if movies have taught me anything, watching ultra-rich people compete is one of the most obnoxious ways you can possibly spend your time. They have all the gadgets and all they're doing is just hunting for sport, just having a great old time, you know? And it's usually, in the movies, it's usually at the, at the uh, humiliation of somebody poorer the other problem I have with this event is that they're handling it with kid gloves. So everybody knows 
that the point of a battle royale is that only one person is left alive by the end of it, right? Hunger Games, lots of dead kids. That Japanese movie, Battle Royale, started the whole thing. Lots of dead kids. Hell, even Fortnite is full of kids killing each other. But apparently, this contest is for rich people that are too scared to get their hands dirty. So nobody will be dying during this contest. In fact, they are handling this in a way that only rich people could handle this. So the, the competition runs for three days, and you are only going to be competing for 12 hours each day. What kind of battle royale is this, right? What are you going to be doing during those extra 12 hours? Golfing martinis? Smoking ganja with uh, Bob Marley's children? I, I, I don't know. The thrill of a battle royale is that people are driven to their core survival instincts, not taking 12-hour timeouts. I think that's kind of lame. They're also providing camping gear and food to all of the contestants. This is like saying, hey, kids, we're going camping. And then you take them to a hotel, like a big luxury hotel with a nice view of the woods. You don't want to get in those woods. That's not the kind of camping that you do if you're rich. Also, just to make sure that nobody dies, they are arming people with airsoft guns and pressure-sensitive body armor. So I assume like if you, if you get hit by a, a pellet, the uh, armor is, detects the pressure and it, uh, it disqualifies you. You are now out. You're not dead. You're just out. The Hush Hush founder, Mr. Harper, he said, Our customer is a huge fan who wants to make the game a reality in the safest way possible. Sounds like the lamest way possible to me. Because they've got this private island, right? And I just feel like they might be able to skirt the local murder laws for the sake of this contest. You know, it's a private island, right? Who's going to know? Who's going to know? And if everybody signs a waiver, you know, you could say, hey, we had no idea that this, this uh, island was under uh, the jurisdiction of whatever country owns the island. So what I say is, uh, talk about a wasted opportunity for rich people to shoot each other. Anyway, let's get back to that interview I had uh, with my wife, Brittany. All right, uh, we're back with Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hey. Uh, Brittany, I got a question for you here. Um, this is a hypothetical situation. We might have actually talked about this before on YouTube. I can't remember. Uh, but I'm going to throw this out here, and I want to know how you would handle the situation. So... Time travel has been invented, and you have the chance to kill baby Hitler. Do you do it? Can I hire someone to kill baby Hitler? I, I don't really want to kill anybody. But okay. I mean, I feel like he needs to go, but I don't want to do the kill. So you're okay with uh, baby Hitler getting the, getting the axe, but you just don't want to be the one to do it? Maybe like in a car accident or something. Car accident, so... <laughs> So it's you know, it's in an innocent way, you know, it's accident, but, but, but it's a planned it accident. So well, I, I like I don't want to be the one planning it. I just want it to happen. So time travel has been invented, mm -hmm. and you just want baby Hitler to get in an accident, but it wasn't planned. Yes, exactly. So nothing's changed. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, because it sounds like we're not doing anything with the time travel in this case. Right. Yeah, we went back in time. The baby was in its car seat. Baby Hitler. Okay, so it's not really an accident. We're just making it look like an accident, mafia style. 
That sounds good. Okay. So uh, you're okay with the idea of killing baby Hitler. Uh, well, not you, but baby Hitler dying. Killing's a strong word. An right. accidental car accident. It sounds very like godfather that. the way you're handling it. You know, make, make, you know, something bad were to happen to baby Hitler, something happens. Something like that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I got less pushback on this than I expected. You were more ready to kill baby Hitler than I thought. <laughs> So, uh, well, I'm not doing the killing. Well, I think. what do you think of the implications of that? Like, so if, uh, I mean, it's good that, you know, baby Hitler died, right? I mean, we don't have to say baby Hitler, but it's good that Hitler never became Hitler, right? And possibly saving the lives of millions and millions of people. But at the same time, the butterfly effect comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's... You know, you guys know the butterfly effect. If a butterfly flaps its wings in South America, it creates a tornado in Kansas, something like that. So, if you if you uh, take something as small as the butterfly, or a butterfly flapping its wings, and obviously a butterfly is not going to make a tornado, but you guys get the idea. But if we kill Hitler, and he doesn't kill 11 million people plus, you know, and that's not even counting all the people that died from... Uh, World War II in America and Japan and so on and so forth. So if we stop Hitler from doing that and all those lives are saved, the butterfly effect would mean that we would not probably be born, right? And maybe time travel itself wouldn't exist. It it creates some kind of a paradox. What do you think about that? What do I think about the butterfly well, effect? Well, no, not the butterfly effect in general, but like if you were to stop Hitler from uh, doing his Hitler thing, you might not be born. And so many people that you know, your parents might not be born. But would it matter? If I'm not born, I don't know that I'm not born. Well, also, certain technologies might have never been created, like, assuming time travel itself. I don't, I don't know how that would work. I feel like there'd be some sort of paradox with that, like... You can't go back in time, and then a time travel machine is never created, can you? I don't know. I guess you could. I don't think I like these interview questions. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, we'll come back to that later. In the meantime, we got to move on to the news. A man in Fresno, California, was caught on camera stealing a chainsaw from a local hardware store. The video shows the man picking up the chainsaw and stuffing it down his pants, blade first, and then casually covering the motor with his jacket and walking out, just like a G. First of all, I wanna say, who among us hasn't been in a similar position? Mike, have you ever stolen anything? Maybe your cousin's heart? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I remember uh, stealing a candy bar once. Well, I, I didn't actually mean to steal it. Uh, my dad, younger brother, and I, uh, we were all at the grocery store when we were kids. Well, my younger brother and I were kids. My dad was, a, an, he was, he was old enough to be a dad. He was an adult. Don't be stupid. Anyway, I picked up a Snickers bar because I was a kid, and kids just touch and pick up things that they want, like candy bars. And we're at the checkout line. We walk through. By the time we get out of the store, I completely forgot that I had it in my hand. So as soon as we left the store, I noticed... And I, I showed it to my dad. I said, hey, look, I, I accidentally took this. And he lost his shit. He flipped the f*** out. 
screaming, yelling the whole nine yards. He was pissed. He didn't want to listen to me saying, this was an accident, dude. We, we can give it back. I, 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 he's just trying to make me feel awful, right? And so he marched me back in there, and he made me explain to the cashier what a horrible piece of shit I was. And, you know, when we got home, I was probably thrown into a dungeon and punished or something. I don't know. Anyway, about a year ago, I saw something similar happen at Target. A mom marched her kid up to the cashier. She was just screaming at her young daughter. She was pissed, saying, She stole this toy! She stole this toy! Just, the mom was throwing a fit. A huge fit, making a bigger scene than this kid was making. The kid was just looking kind of sad and embarrassed. And the experience made me reflect on my own experience. I was thinking, wow, this is a really ineffective way to parent. You know, as a, as a cashier, first of all, because I've been a cashier, you don't care, especially if you work at Target. You don't care. You don't want, <laughs> you sure as shit don't want an angry parent marching their kid and screaming, talking about, like, you stole this from this cashier. The cashier doesn't care. Unless the cashier owns the store, they don't care. They don't care. They don't want this, uh, they don't want a kid being, uh, a crying kid, uh, saying how sorry they are. You know, just give the candy bar back, right? The cashier just, just doesn't want to get in trouble for, for letting something slide. I remember my dad losing it over a Snickers bar that I didn't mean to steal. And this girl is probably never going to forget her mom causing a scene in Target. But just like me, She's probably going to grow up stealing copper wiring from abandoned buildings. Anyway, according to UPI.com, uh, Fresno Police Lieutenant Mark Hudson said that after they released the video, one guy came into the station to clear his name. After the video went out, he was getting blown up on social media by people claiming that he stole that chainsaw. You know, his buddies, his relatives or whatever saying, dude, that's you. You stole that. True story. About two years ago. There was a, a guy caught on video robbing the whole the home of this old lady a few cities east of where I live. It was in uh, San Bernardino, which is where the, the terrorist uh, attacks occurred a couple years ago. Anyway, uh, this guy stole from this old lady, right? So my mom called me up, pretty much accusing me of being the guy that did it. And I looked up the video, because this was on the news, the local news, and I saw the footage, and the guy did kind of look like me in a, a shitty, low-resolution, black-and-white kind of way, you know? But it's always nice to know that your mom is giving you the benefit of the doubt. I didn't steal it, but I feel like I should have. I, sh I feel like I should have robbed this old lady just because I was being accused of it. She actually also accused me kind of a, of being a meth addict once based on a, a Facebook profile picture. You know, I, I've, I've talked about my parents a lot in just this one story. Maybe I have some stuff I need to work out. Huh. Anyway... Uh, chainsaws. Uh, the, the chainsaw thief, I believe, remains at large, so look out for a, a guy with a chainsaw in his pants. Side note, supposedly uh, there was a chainsaw, a Swedish chainsaw company that had a uh, warning instructing users not to attempt to stop the chainsaw with their hands or genitals, which means I, I assume that somebody has tried to stop a chainsaw with their hands or genitals before. Oh, and by the way, I was just ki kidding about... Uh, stealing copper. I don't steal copper, but I do have a story about that that I will share in, uh, I don't know, the future. We, we've shared enough stories for this moment. Anyway, non-American news, Dominican singer Carlos Silver, that's a good name, Carlos Silver attempted to break the Guinness World Record 
for longest time singing consecutively. Sunil Wagmare of India set the record previously in 2012, singing for 105 hours straight. Wow, 105 hours straight. Who? I wonder how they, that process is. You know, the how do you get somebody from Guinness to uh, just sit there watching you sing for 105 hours? Is it like a rotating shift kind of thing? I don't know. Anyway. Carlos here, old Carlos, he, he had the dream to, uh, to beat Sunil. He wanted to sing for 106 hours. He wanted to get in that book, you know? But uh, this doesn't sound like something that any sane person would want to do. It sounds like the punishment an evil king would give to somebody that crossed him. Like, oh, you like to sing, do you? Well, you will sing to me for five days straight. The rules allowed for the singer uh, to have breaks of up to 30 seconds between songs. But uh, Carlos here was disqualified because he was caught taking breaks for up to two minutes at a time. What a lazy bastard, huh? All right. I'm picturing this guy on day three. You know, no sleep. Because you can't sleep for 30 seconds at a time. So I'm picturing him on day three. He's just got to keep singing. And singing, and singing, and singing. And what if, what if the Guinness guy told him at the end, yeah, we caught you taking two-minute breaks on day one, but we thought it might be rude to interrupt you just to tell you that you were disqualified. So, uh, moral of the story is poor Carlos. Poor Carlos. This sounds like something that would really also ruin singing for you, right? Because it probably destroys your vocal cords. You're singing, like, just talking too long can make your voice hoarse, and you can... Get a raspy voice, and raspy voices are kind of cool. It lets you uh, do trailers for uh, movies. You could be the movie trailer guy. But other than that, destroying your voice is kind of bad if you want to do things like talk or, God help you, sing for uh, 106 hours. All right, let's check in on that interview with uh, Brittany. Okay, hey, we're back with Brittany. Brittany. Hi. Hi. I got some questions for you here. This is a kind of a follow-up to uh, last week's poll question we asked on our Facebook group, which, by the way, you guys can uh, follow us on Facebook at Up and Loaded. We have uh, new polls every single week. Brittany, if you were to be reincarnated, would you rather come back as an ig ignorant baby that knows nothing about the real world, or would you rather come back as a delicious cow? A cow. Cow. Why a cow? Know. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that well-thought answer. <laughs> uh, I wasn't prepared for these questions. Sorry. Uh, these are the questions that we were given. Mike wrote them. Uh, Brittany, second question here. Uh, Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford recently said that Troy Baker turned down the opportunity to reprise his role as... Reese in Borderlands 3. However, Troy Baker said he was not asked to return. Brittany, which one of these guys is a lying piece of shit? Troy Baker. Troy Baker? I don't know. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> I wasn't being ginger I kind of zoned out. Can you re-ask the question? No. You have to decide <laughs> which one of these guys is a lying piece of shit. Now keep in mind... I don't even know who the other guy was. Randy Pitchford was caught with... Uh, uh, a thumb drive of pornography that might be underage or bordering underage. 
Does he that influence guilty. your decision? Yes. But what if he's not lying about this? I'm not. I. Uh, what? <laughs> Brittany, which one of these guys is a lying piece Both. of shit? Both. Okay. Always the diplomat. Uh, all right. One more question here. Thanks for being here today, Brittany. Appreciate it. Thank you. Last question here is: uh, Would you be willing to come on the show again? No. I'm very stressed. I think I failed. This was not fun. It was not a test. <laughs> I really thought you would say yes. I'm sorry. I felt uncomfortable. All right. Well, thank you, Brittany. But I'll be a, a, a viewer, a listener. I really enjoy listening to the show. I just don't want to ever be on it again. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. All right. That was fun. Maybe one day we can convince Brittany to come back on this show. Anyway, we have to move on to listener questions. We have some good questions this week. Uh, questions from uh, Ken and Devin. Uh, Ken asks, if I call the number on the bathroom stall, will I really have a good time? Yes, actually you will. One of the best ways to meet new and interesting people is by calling phone numbers written on the bathroom stall. And I know we don't even know our own phone numbers a lot of the time anymore, thanks to uh, companies like Google and Apple just, just making us dumb, right? You got to blame somebody and God help you if you blame yourself. So yeah, I highly recommend calling the phone numbers on bathroom stalls, unless of course this leads to danger, in which case I definitely do not recommend you doing this. Uh, Mike here, he's kind of a loner. So I like to write his number in every public bathroom that I go in. Wait, that's been you? Oh, the fuck. Yeah, sorry, Mike, but uh, you need friends, buddy. Uh, Devin asks, hello? Is anybody in there? Oh my God, Mike, 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 listen. Someone finally noticed that we've been stuck in the speaker. Yes, yes, hello, we're in here. We're stuck. Rick Moranis shrunk us down and we're trapped in your speaker. Please get help. Hopefully that uh, does a trick. Uh, i got a couple more questions here from Ken. Ken asks, how can anything be prehistoric? Well, that's a good question. See, officially, history did not begin until the movie Jurassic Park, which came out in 1993, which is also the age of the dinosaurs. Now, everything that happened before 1993 is considered prehistoric. So that is how something can be considered prehistoric. So ever since uh, 93, we've been living in post-historic. Right? So uh, Ken also asks, how can we be lovers if we can't be friends? Also a good question. Now, I'm pretty sure that this question is exactly how Tinder started. You guys know Tinder, the, the dating app. Uh, the goal of the company was to make an app that allowed people to hook up without ever becoming friends. So prehistorically speaking, being lovers without being friends was impossible. Now, thanks to technology, people can become lovers without needing to divulge private information like your middle name, what school you went to, favorite color, so on and so forth. Because you wouldn't want the person that you're screwing to know too much about you, right? Thanks for the questions, guys. As always, you can all ask us questions on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded. Like us on Facebook, by the way, if you haven't. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All of these social media accounts is Up and Loaded. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E also, uh, a follow-up. Last week, I talked about how uh, we couldn't get into our Up and Loaded Twitch account. Guess what? We still can't because Twitch continues to suck. So congratulations, Twitch. You are still worse than Facebook this week. Uh, we also have uh, some poll information. 
which you guys can vote on our uh, Facebook page. It's a good reason to follow us on Facebook. We have a new poll every single week. Last week we asked, hey, if you were reincarnated, what would you come back as? 25% of you said that you would come back as a baby. You know, you'd, you'd roll the dice on a baby that you didn't even know. You don't even know that baby, but you're going to become that baby. You're going to assume that identity. 75% of you said that you would choose to come back as a delicious, delicious cow, which I'm about to eat right now, actually. I think I'm going to have a steak right after uh, I finish recording this podcast. Uh, you know what? Uh, oh, we have a, a poll this week. I was just about to kick you guys off the show, but hey, I got I to gotta tell you about this week's poll. So uh, get on our Facebook page and vote on this. Uh, this week's poll asks... How much would you be willing to spend on bottled air? Don't forget to subscribe to this show, like I said, on iTunes. Hey, if you want to rate us on iTunes, even if you don't watch this show on iTunes, at the top of uh, the uploaded.com website, at the very top of the page, there's a link you could press, and it'll just take you to the iTunes page for this site, and you can review it. If you give it five stars, say something nice, or say something intimidating, uh... It'll help, as long as you give us the five stars. We're, we're, we're trying to get 8 billion people listening to this show, so we've got you, right? We've got you listening, and we want to keep you. We want to keep you no matter what it takes. But we also need you to force your friends to listen to this show in some capacity. Your friends, your strangers, whoever you happen to force onto yourself. Uh, and, jeez, that could sound really dark, but you know what I'm trying to say. Anybody that you're associated with, we want you to... Uh, force them to listen to this show. Is force the wrong word here? I don't know. Anyway, guys, uh, you get the idea. Like us, follow us on social media, tell tell other people about us to an obnoxious degree. We really appreciate that. This has been episode 28 of Chris to Chris. Hey, guys, enjoy your weekend, or else. <laughs>